0: Here at Life Church for a little bit over six years now, and and uh, every once in a while I have the opportunity to minister to adults, and and I and I do look at this as a as a huge honor, and uh, and I believe that the Lord's gonna he's he's gonna say some things through me to you, and I believe he's gonna give answers, he's gonna bring help, and uh, and I'm just trusting the Lord to do the work, Amen. Amen. Um, you know, in in preparing for for today, um last or yesterday I was I was going over my notes that I prepared earlier in the week and I really thought man this is a good good word that the Lord gave me and then he changed it on me yesterday I know I know (laughs) yeah I was like but God you said I thought you were going this way anyway um but he he uh I just didn't have peace about the the message that I had prepared earlier and and he kept speaking something in my heart. The Holy Spirit kept speaking the word grow. Just over and over. I just couldn't stop speaking it out of my mouth. Just grow, grow. And I was like, okay, Lord, well what do you you know, what do you mean by that? And I'm and I'm pondering and I'm meditating on that word and, and I start to get a picture and get an understanding of where he's wanting to go today. And uh, and when I when I look back in my life, I see different points um, where I experienced like pivotal moments, where I experienced growth in my walk with God, and, uh, and, and you know places where all of a sudden it seemed like I was I just shot up, and uh, and and when I say growth, recognize what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about spiritual growth. I don't think spiritual growth is actually a thing because when you get born again, your spirit becomes whole. It becomes perfect. It becomes full grown, fully matured. And your spirit doesn't need to grow, but your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, is going to constantly be in a state of growth. And uh, it's going to constantly be in a state of of shifting, adapting, tweaking, to to align more with what God has said, align more with his character and his nature. And uh, and we'll begin to think and act like him. Uh, Romans 12, 2 says that... Uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what the renewing of your mind. It's so transformation, growth. Where does it start? Where, is the, where does it take place initially? It starts in your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. Uh, that's where every transformation takes place initially. That's where it starts, and uh, and we have to recognize that we need some revelation, we need some understanding to start the process of transformation. Um, even when you got born again, even when you received the Lord for the first time, how many know that that spiritual transformation really in an instant of being born again is started in your in your mind. meaning you had to first hear the, hear the word, you had to hear the gospel. you had to first choose to believe it and then you made an act of faith and you, you confessed Jesus as your Lord. And so that whole thing started in your soul, in your mind, your will, and your emotions. That part of us is going to continue to grow forever. There's never going to be a moment in time, even in eternity, where you're not being um, in a place to push to grow. You're constantly going to be in a growing, in a growing phase. And, and even, even in heaven, some might say, well, how's that work? Well, God has no, uh, no end to his depth he is with, without end, which means you will constantly, for eternity, be gaining revelation, understanding, wisdom regarding who He is, and 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 so this journey that you're on today, uh, it doesn't end when you take your last breath. It's going to be forever, and I'm excited about that because how boring would it be if you just I know everything I don't need to don't need to grow, um, and things that things that. That grow are alive, things that stop growing die, and so it 's god 's designed us to grow, and I can look back at the pivotal mo- moments in my life where really growth took place, and you know um, and, and I believe this before I go into that I believe that god 's has an opportunity for us here that he really wants us to to take off he really wants to see us grow up and and not in a way that 's like Hey, would you just grow up and stop? No, would you knock that off and grow up? Not like not like a condemning way, but really uh, a nurturing kind of, I want to help you grow. I want to help you take the next step to where you're not stuck at the same place you've been forever, where you've been year after year, just, you know, you may be coming to church, but there's never been transformation really taking place for you. And, uh, and, and I recognize that um, in the growth process, you know it doesn't look like this it's not like a, just a straight line of trajectory there's times where it seems like you're not growing it, there's times where you're like man it feels like i'm not going anywhere with this and and then there's other times where it's like all of a sudden you're skyrocketing and and i think that's the way god intended it to be if you look at how he grew you up as a person as a in, in your in your flesh you started out as a kid, and you had major transformations early on in your in your childhood right you know there 's a big difference between a baby and a toddler, and there 's a big difference between a toddler and a, and a and a you know young child seven or eight and that transformation and those processes they happen just the same in your walk with God in your mind, your will, and your emotions and so God has designed there be times where you go through um, Exp, exponential growth, where it's like all of a sudden, you know, you you hit in a, in a sense spiritual puberty, if you will. You know, there's times in, in your in your life where it's like all of a sudden you went from kid to adult, and it was just a matter of a couple years, and you had a radical change, and and there's there's that those opportunities that God has for us in the spirit and in, our, and in our soul he wants us to know that, uh, that those are it's, it's not just always a dry season it's not just always oh, it's, it's a grind but he's really and I believe now appointed times for rapid growth in us Amen. to mature us up to get us looking like him to get us active to get us doing what he's called us to do we're approaching the last days we're running out of time we've been closer to the end time than we've ever been today and so the reality is we have a job to do and we have, um, we, we have things that God's called us to do that, that we need to rise to the occasion. We need to grow up and be able to be mature to do those things. Um, you know, uh, going back to the pivotal moments in my, my growth where I recognized they weren't so much, uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't look at them as when I got revelation, where I got understanding, where it's like all of a sudden something, something made sense to me, and I'm like, oh, I just grew right there. No, the times where it was really obvious to me, that it was like, oh, whoa, this is a real stretch, was when I took those things that I was receiving, I took the word of God that I was, I was getting, and I acted on it. Amen. I made choices and decisions according to those beliefs, and, and it changed me. It changed me in a good way. It caused me to grow up. And for me, I needed to not just hear it, but I needed to do it. And, and, and that's how, that's how growth works, guys. If we don't do what we hear, we stunt our growth. Our growth gets stunted. We end up going backwards. The word of God that was meant to help us grow will actually cause us to be stunted if we don't do the right thing with it. If we don't handle it properly. And there's a lie out there that says that you know something just because you've heard it or read it or you've seen it. That, that's a lie. The only word of God that you really know is the word that you do. Amen. That's, that's, the, that's the way God made it. It would be like this. If I was to give you a two-hour tutorial on how to ride a bike and you've never touched a bike before and I showed you the video, I gave you the materials to read, and uh, had the best, most eloquent, eloquent speaker on how to, how to make sure to keep your balance and how to push off just the right way. But you, uh, you, you heard all that, you're like, you know what I did? I know how to ride a bike now, right? Do you know how to ride a bike? If I was to give you a bike for the first time, do you think you could just take off and ride it perfectly the first time? It's highly unlikely, you have to do it to know it. The Word of God is designed to be acted on. It's not just something that's designed to be, oh, yeah, I got that one in the bank now, so I'm good. You know, uh, I remember uh, the first year coming to Life Church as I was attending, and uh, coming up on 10 years now, and I remember learning about healing. And I remember hearing how Jesus commissioned believers, they, they would go and lay hands on the sick. And they would recover and diseases would be gone. And, and God designed believers to, to manifest healing in people's bodies. And I remember hearing and getting revelation on our authority in Jesus' name. And When we speak the name of Jesus, there's power and authority in His name. And I remember getting revelation about the Holy Spirit. And when he, the Bible says that when he came upon us, that we would be endued with power, that it would be power that would be tangible. It's not just words. It's not just a boldness, but it's power that causes real manifestations of God. And I remember getting all that and like, yeah, this is good stuff. Like I, I'm seeing it. It's making sense. It's clicking. This is this is God's plan. Jesus really did say these things, but you know what really solidified that belief in me? Was the first time I laid hands on a sick person. It was the first time I just said, "Guess we're gonna do this," and uh, and it wasn't easy. I re- I remember what it was. I remember it was my mom. My mom was uh, she was having flu symptoms. I we had gone over to her house, and this is probably nine years ago or so. And uh, and and talking to her, I'm like, "Are you feeling okay?" She's like, "Well, I've been I've had the flu the last couple of days and." And throwing up, and, and I'm sitting there, and it, it, it dawns on me. I, I'm not supposed to say, oh, I'm sorry, I hope you feel better anymore. That's not, that was the old way of thinking. The new way of thinking was, I, I'm supposed to pray for you, and you're supposed to get healed. And, and she goes, okay, awesome. And uh, And I remember this real uncomfortableness of like, I don't know what to do, God, but... Lay hands and speak the word. That's all I know. So here I go. And, and I remember laying my hands on her and saying, Flew, in the name of Jesus, you leave her and, and be healed and speaking healing and life into her. And instantly she started feeling way better. And I'm thankful that it worked the first time for me. <laughs> but God is faithful on his end. If we're faithful on our end to just do what he says. When we have the Word of God, see that I I point back to that and say that's that was a huge stretching moment of me. That was a huge growing point. I could have made the choice of being like, oh no, I'm 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 not ready. I'm not ready. I'm too. I, I could have let fear come in and win. I could have made the choice of of fear and not stepped out and done what I know I should have. But you know what would have happened? I would have gone backwards. I would have stunted my growth. I would have caused the, the very thing that God's u- using, his word, to make my life better, to give me increase, to cause me to mature. I could have went the opposite direction. And we have to recognize that God's word and his revelation, it's a holy thing. It's something that we have to honor. We have to reverence. We have to respect. When we get light, when things in his word make sense to us, don't downplay it. Like, that's a big deal. And it's a holy thing that, you, that God's doing something and giving you light. And, and and right around the corner when you get that light, there's going to be an opportunity for you to start using it. For you to step out and act accordingly. For you to say, okay, God, you said, so I'm going to. And it's not based on how you feel. It's not based on a, a tingly in your hands and now you, now you can do it. It's, it's not based on a, oh, I, I you know... I see it just the right way. It's based on one thing. It's His Word. It's His Word. All I need is His Word. It's enough for me. And if and and we, if we don't get to a point of okay, Your Word's enough for me to go ahead and act, to go ahead and make choices, to make decisions on on what where we should go, what we should do, how I should respond to someone who flips me off, how I re- should respond to someone who calls me a name, how I should. What, I mean, we've been talking about love, haven't we, Pastor Mark? How, the, if, if, if the word of God that Pastor Mark's bringing that, that you've been hearing on a consistent basis for those who have been here for a while, um, if that word isn't causing transformation, it's not because you're hearing it wrong. It's not because you haven't heard it enough. It's because you haven't acted on it. And acting on it is the key. Taking a step of faith when you know what God has said is the key to growth, and without that action, you will stay the same. I know people who have been the same ten years. I, I know the people who haven't haven't moved an inch. They may have got they may have got you know grayer, may have got wrinklier, all those all those attributes. But as far as in their walk and in their, their ability to really represent Jesus, their ability to be a disciple, they're exactly where they've always been. And, and they come and they hear the word of God and they know the word of God. And you talk, talk to them about this and, and it's like, yeah, I believe that. That's good stuff. Yeah, amen. But without that being acted on, it does nothing for you. It actually does worse than nothing. It causes you to regress. It actually stunts your growth, and so God's word is is designed to 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 bring freedom. Uh, Jesus said over in John uh, John eight, chapter eight, verse thirty two, He said that, "And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free." God's words coming to you for freedom, for for it to cause you to experience freedom on the inside but you don't know that truth until you do that truth that's the key if i don't do it i don't know it we should have that clear in our minds every day if i'm not doing what god said i don't really know i don't really know it it's just concepts and theories to me and and the word of god has to come out of concept and theory land into i know this to be true i know it how do I know it? I walk it. I've lived it. I've seen God come through on His end. I know the Word of God works, and that's how it's designed to function. That's how God's designed everything. So to believe without without uh, to believe that we know something without actually practicing it is a step towards self-deception. James one twenty two says, "Be doers of the word, not hearers only." deceiving yourselves. What are you deceiving yourself of? That you know it, that you know that word, that that word that you heard a bunch of times that you, you're like, oh yeah, I know it. When you are a doer of that word, you walk out of deception. You now do know that word and you're not deceived. See, self-deception keeps you in a place of, of, of just plateau. All of a sudden, you're not growing. You're not experiencing what God's called you to do. You're not seeing the things that God said would come to pass. The promises of God are not functioning in your life. His His provision all of a sudden gets seems like it's in a distant place. He, healing's like, man, that seem, Why is it so hard for me to get healed? Well, it's it, it's likely because not that you don't know enough. It's not that you don't haven't heard the word enough. You don't need to sit through another message. You don't need to, you know, put the earbuds in and listen to more sermons. You need to take a step of faith. You need to say, God, I'm going to do what you said. And and I'm going to believe that when I do that, you're going to do your end. That you're going to follow through because you said that you watch over your word to perform it. So really it's his job to perform it, but it's your job to activate it with your action. That's the way it works. You know, Um, freedom's the purpose of of his truth coming. That's why James said over in the book of James, um, not quoting, for those who aren't familiar with scripture, not quoting some random James person like James Madison or something. (laughs) But he said over in the book of James that faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. What does that mean? It means this. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God But if you don't have action behind that your faith is a dead faith It's inactive. It doesn't function like it's designed to function And and really you can say you believe everything that you've heard But really if you don't do it you really truly there's something on the inside of you that says "Eh, I don't know There's that that hesitancy. It's like you're saying it as like, I theoretically agree to that. I I theoretically assent assent truth to that. But God's designed it to where you would step out and do what He's revealed for you to do. When you do that, your life gets good. Your life gets. He's designed this revelation to improve you. He's designed His word to come to you so that your life could go, go up instead of down. But when we respond the wrong way, when we respond with a, with a, in fear, when we respond... By the way, when God speaks to you, it's pretty normal to think, that seems impossible, God. That, w- if it's not, I would question whether it's really Him. If, if it doesn't put like you in an uncomfortableness, the Word of God is going to stretch you. His revelation coming to you, it's going to cause you to be uncomfortable a little bit. Like I don't I don't know if I can do that. Like god that seems really hard. And what's he thinking? He's thinking, "Well, if it was just you, dummy, it would be hard." But it's not just you. I'm with you. I'm going to do it through you. You just have to be the vessel I work through. You have to step out and you have to put the hands on the sick person. You have to speak to your circumstances. You have to, you have to put the money in the offering container for me to do what I want to do on your behalf. It's the way he's designed it. You know, in America, we have this, um, we have this uh, kind of just bad... Um, track record if you will as far as the churches in America where where we get lots of spiritual food there's a lot of spiritual eating in the body of Christ in, in America today. There is ministers today on a Sunday right now dishing out revelation and understanding and wisdom and the word of God like never before. Like so much insight and so much good things. But you know what else we have at the same time? We have lack of spiritual activity. We have we have people that are there to eat but not there to do. And it's and it's obvious in scripture where, you know, right I think the, the, the stat out there is ten to twenty-five percent of of American churchgoers actually actually honor the Lord with ten percent of their income, the tithe. Ten to twenty-five percent, yet yet it's preached often. The word of God is revealed. It's not like you've been going to a church for very long and you you were unaware that that was the case, yet yet that's there's so lack of okay I'm going to trust God I'm going to do what His word says I'm going to take a step of faith, and ho- hopefully I'm not punching you too hard this morning, but um, but there's also you know there's also a stat out there that that sixty over sixty percent of churchgoers are not involved in church meaning they're there to feed. And that's it. They're there to feed. They're not there to serve. They don't come in having a mentality of I'm here for someone else. It's just the consumer mentality that this society has created is infiltrated the church world. And we just go and yeah, I go to I go to church cuz I need it. And listen, if you if you if you're fairly new, if you've only been coming year less you know what? Get fed. Get spiritually built up. Don't take this as condemnation. But if you've been a believer for a while and you've, you claim to be a disciple of Jesus and you say, you know what? I want to grow in what the, thing, the things of the Lord. Get active. Do something. Serve. We have words from the Lord about him. He didn't come to, to, to be served. He came to serve and we're to model his service. And so what does that look like? I mean, there's so many opportunities to get involved. There's so many ways that you can make a difference in someone's life. And, and even as I say that, we're all called to be world changers. And that's not just rhetoric. It's not just words. It's like, even as I say that, something on the inside is like, yeah, I know I'm called, to, I'm called to make an impact. I'm called to, to make a difference in, in this life. But it's going to take you stepping out of your comfort zone Stepping beyond the I'm just here to receive Stepping beyond that and saying I'm here to get something so I can do something I'm here to get a word so I can apply it and change so I can I can take that word I'm gonna do it now and it's gonna be there. I'm gonna see this difference in my life If that if that thought process isn't there, you'll see just a stagnation of growth You'll see just a life where you've been to church year after year after year and nothing seems to change no manifestations of God seem to happen for you you hear testimonies on stage and you're like how come I'm not seeing that kind of stuff well those testimonies don't happen by accident they're intentional and they happen when people start putting this into action right, yeah. this into the into their into their they give feet to their faith they start doing things. Start saying I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God this way. I'm going to trust God when I step out. I'm going to trust God to lay some hands on some people that are sick. I'm going to trust God to that when 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 I put when I give him money, he's going to return it to me like his word says. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. I'm going to start seeing returns on what the Lord, and I'm going to start seeing the blessing of God flow. His word acted upon causes growth, and God has designed I believe for us now a time for, for exponential growth that he wants to see us mature. And, and, and what would it look like what would it look like if we all just made decisions on, a, on let's say let's say we, we thought of it once a month. We're gonna make one change a month. I'm not talking New Year's resolution stuff. I'm talking I'm gonna do something that I see or have seen or have heard in the word. Or maybe it's a directive that I get from the Lord. I'm going to do it this month. This is my month to implement that. This is my month to start walking this out. Rather than just, uh, you know, not being intentional about it. When you set in, in, a, a goal, when you are intentional about it, you'll actually accomplish it. And, and what would that look like if we all did that? We all have the potential to be world changers. We all have the potential inside of us to, to do miracles We all have the potential to to touch someone's life in a way that that I couldn't, that Pastor Mark can't. You You have an influence around you. You have people that you run into that God's designed you to help. And it's going to take you just stepping out of you being comfortable. Stepping out beyond your, but I don't know. But, well, if you have a word, you know. And that's all you need. If you have a directive from the Lord, it's all you need. He's not going to cause you and, and lead you to do something beyond what, what you're capable of. He's going to lead you beyond what you're capable of with Him. He's going he's to cause you to step out and take some actions that you're not, you might think you're not ready for yet. But you know what? Him inside of you, totally capable. Him doing it on your behalf, totally possible. And He wants to be the God... That you give all the glory for when you're done. You're like, God, that was totally you. That was totally you right there. Thank you. You're so awesome. And you know, when you when you start stepping out and doing things that God's God's leading you to do or the revelation, there is no greater high. There is no greater like rush. There is no better adrenaline rush. I love adrenaline. I do Lots of stuff that goes fast and, and things like that. And I love that rush. But there's nothing like seeing someone get set free of something. There's nothing like seeing, seeing someone get saved or come to the Lord. There's nothing that comes close to that rush. And listen, so many Christians think, think church is boring. So many believers think God is just, you know, something that you, you think about once a week. He's designed this to be an adventure that's a blast. And if you're, if but if you don't do it, it's like you're at the amusement park watching everybody on the ride, thinking this amusement park stinks. These rides really are lame. Well, have you gone on them? No. But I can see them. Have you experienced them? No. But I'm watching them, and and you know they they look like they're having fun. But I'm this isn't fun for me. You step on the roller coaster when you start doing what he said. And it's a blast. And it's a good time. And it's designed to be life changing. It's designed to be a time where you grow. And you start producing fruit. And you start seeing lives changed around you. And testimonies keep piling in. Come on. He's called us to be the church of the last times. He's called us to be the church that ushers in the second coming. That's such an honor. It's such an honor. It's time to, it's, it's time to just be, be, uh, be more mature. We start being more mature when we just start doing what he said. We start agreeing with him and start acting on it. Amen.